lanolin? Like sheep's wool? Hey, hey, hey! This podcast contains adult language and sometimes adult themes and sometimes just really nice moments. Listener discretion is advised. (laughs) If you're looking for a podcast that's full of humor and really coherent chatter. And to build on that, if you're looking for a podcast where the hosts have researched the topics they're discussing before they hit record. (laughs) (laughs) How about a podcast that answers the question, which is better, beef gravy or chicken gravy? I want to talk about this. Or if you're looking for a podcast that breaks down the actual deals in those coupon books you can buy for deals in your hometown, spoiler, you don't save anything, but you definitely do end up spending $10,000 more than you would have expected to spend on local activities. <laughs> but for a um, fundraiser, it's a good cause. <laughs> and this is not, the podcast, not the podcast for you. For you. That's Haley, I'm Sarah, and we're going to dance the night away. I used to do those Grey's Anatomy dances just to like, you know, like when you're sad or happy and, you know, you just dance. dance it's a Grey's Anatomy dance. Well, don't, did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy first? Well, I watched it. Yeah. Okay. So like Meredith and her people, like all throughout sort of the entire show have these like impromptu, like oh, dance like, okay. it away. They're either drunk or they're not. Yeah. 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 We yeah. had them at the ministry, like in er- in the early days of the first wave of the pandemic. We were like dancing during our fourteen hour days. And oh man! Go like, oh, now. We have thirty seconds. <laughs> <laughs> I remember there was a uh, dancing in Ally McBeal as well. Never seen it. It's kind of something that keeps like you know that like that whole meme thing about like what is your roman empire for women maybe mine's ally mcbeal sometimes i wonder should i rewatch that and revisit the 90s i don't think i need to but i really need to think about what my roman empire is because there is something in the celebrity world that i think of often i just can't think of what that is right now so hi hi. my roman empire um i don't know it's probably like it. some kind of like funny dog video that I go back and think about all the time or Fenton or something like that. Like that's why I think about that often. Dog. Yeah. 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 Muffins. Muffins. Let's get some Piece shoes. Muffins. Oh, uh, happy you know? November. I'm good. I'm good. I'm home. I'm here. I'm it's November. It's cold. It's I got yeah. my hoodie on. I got some thick socks. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm good. I want to hear about you and how is your Halloween and how is other stuff? What what tell me something. Tell me a story. Tell the listeners a story. Sure. I so Halloween, I wanted to first of all, I had a meeting with my boss. Cuz you know, that's scary. <laughs> it wasn't. It was great. Uh cuz she's great. But um I went into the office and I normally don't. Uh, so it was Halloween that day. And so I had Sour Patch Kids for breakfast when I got in. And I was like, thanks, yum. And then had my meeting, came home, whatever. I, I wanted to watch something scary. So I gave John three options. Ooh, um, Sweeney Todd. Because he has to scary, but yeah. it's, it's gory. And it's like <laughs> macabre. 
You know how bad, how can you tell you studied forensics and criminal justice when the show about a guy who murders all of his clients, I'm like, not scary enough. (laughs) Not good enough. Uh Uh-uh. No, it's true. Though there is one part that kind of grosses me out when it doesn't matter. Uh, so it was Sweeney Todd, Gone Girl, because he hadn't seen it. Yeah. Or uh, I think The Haunting of Hill House. Ooh. Um, yeah, just to start it. So he picked Gone Girl because he hadn't seen it. Um, and so we watched it. And that, I mean, I've seen, I'd seen the movie before. I'd forgotten a couple of bits and pieces. Yeah. But what a fucking creepy ass movie. And like, he had all these theories. Like, he did not know what was going on. And just like, you know, we all did when we first watched it. And he enjoyed it at the end of it, which is great because yeah. you never know, especially like as a man. If I was a man, I would never fucking trust any woman ever. Oh, that fucking movie ruined Brad. Oh. He looked at me side-eyed for weeks. I told John that I'm not going to kill myself or kill him. Like, I was very... I was like, and I expect you to do the same. Yeah. Um, you know, just a it's normal the Halloween conversation. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Other than that, um, we went to... The next day, we went to go see Half Moon Run. They're a Canadian band. Um, three dudes, uh, drums, keys, guitar, bass kind of thing. Just like really cool melodies we've seen them before um and they were playing at the royal theater which is like quite literally like half a block away um and so it was like getting closer to the time and closer to the time and and i was like man like our seats are really shitty like we're really jammed up there in the upper balcony like coach level like not good um and so we're like should we even bother but we like we're like let's just go just get up and go walk down the street if it's terrible turn around we both had a weed gummy or a brownie i can't remember i made some brownies uh i do not know the dosage just that they are very high (laughs) Ooh, i want one i'll give you one i'll give you and brad one and just don't just prepare to not be able to do anything because i perfect anyway it was um the band is like so tight such a tight band like my it band but anyway, it was a great concert. They're a great Canadian band, which is a phrase I don't say often. Yeah. Um, and then other than that, I wanted to tell you something funny. So I'm just going to like read off my little notes. So like it was pillow talk, legit, like we're falling asleep kind of thing. And he's we're talking about the inconsistency of technology in Star Wars, like how they had these like super ancient screens, but they had the capacity to make robots and androids and build a like, Death Star. Yeah, the death, their hologram tech is also super shitty, but like maybe it was limited to what they could do in the 70s with special effects. I mean, as we know, I could I couldn't do it. I don't know. So um, how it works. Anyway, he's like in Rogue One and they're flying through the canyon. There are these rock pillars everywhere and it's pouring rain and they're like narrowly missing crashes left and right. And he's like, you'd think there'd be a computer that could fly them through no problem using a million sensors. And I was like, yeah, then then you've got like the Enterprise and it's generally on autopilot and it can fly through anything. And he pauses and he goes, that's Star Trek. I'm talking about Star Wars. <laughs> it's like so mad about it. <laughs> anyway, that's the whole, that, that's it. Well, you know, you got to give credit to Star Wars for the technology because it does take place a long time ago. A long, long time ago. In a galaxy far, far away, whereas Enterprise is the future, so... I know. And we right. it's got its own tech issues, believe you me. Believe you me. So that's me. How how about you? How was your Halloween? You were away. I was in Vegas. 
Vegas uh, baby. Vegas baby. We went for SEMA, which ugh, I'm literally like, that's my retirement. I'm never going back. I just don't need to see another fucking car. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> I'm so over it. But yeah. I mean, it was, and I felt really, I think, I know. Well, that's different. I know. I'm supporting it's, business. Yeah. Um, no, it was, um, it was fine. It was nice to see everybody. It was, we had some great food. We went to yeah. East again. Oh my God. I'm going to look up the name of the chef of this place because he is, um, he's one that we've seen on TV. Um, watching that chef show with John Favreau and um like the movie the t- well there's a tv show on Netflix called like the chef show and it's him oh. and um the guy who created the Kogi truck um chef Roy I think so this oh. is one of the guys who hangs out with them I'm just trying to find on the website like why doesn't it say who it is website just go to the website. Just put a picture up. Tell me who it is. Inspired. Oh, yeah. Chef Dan. Um, Pan-Asian cuisine. Mm. We had the um, brisket fried rice. And they do this Thai beef jerky. It was so good. And um, we went to... One of the things that's pop- popped up now, it seems really popular and trendy right now, are like the different deli-style places. Um, kind of like the, you would get a good sandwich. And so when we walked into the link, you know how like when you exit the monorail, like you kind of yeah. get that little alleyway past the elevators. Well, there's a, yeah. a deli there that had these amazing sandwiches made on focaccia. They had like one called the Soprano and they had a Cubano and they had like a margarita style um, sandwich. Ooh. And we got a couple yeah. of deli sandwiches there that were unbelievable. They were so good. And um, I feel like we went somewhere else and we were super stoked. But yeah, anyway, that was that. was that. A um, couple of happy hours at the Shart House. I, Shart Shart House? Shart House. That's an unfortunate name. No, it's called the Chart House, but I see oh. but I call it the Shart House. Nice. Um, okay, it's good. in All the right. Golden Nugget and it's got a big fish tank. So we went there for happy hour and had a couple of cocktails. Fun. Yeah, but um, the nightmare of it was our flights going there were freaking delayed. Luckily, um, like we knew we were going to have a long wait in Calgary, so we sat down at the bar and watched the football game because the Seahawks were playing. And then mm-hmm. um, we forgot that Brad has access to the lounge, like the Amex lounge, and we went in there and it was like free drinks, pour your own, and all this like food, like mashed garlic mashed potatoes. I was like, oh my god! Like now I'm going to on the flight for sure. Yep. But on the way home, fucking Alaska Airlines. I am, if you want to know the full layout of the SeaTac airport, I know it now. I know it better than my own goddamn neighborhood because we were supposed to, you know, land and we had a 55 minute window. But because we left late, it was like a 30 minute window to get to our next flight, which was the flight from Seattle to Victoria. The last last one of the night. night. Mm -hmm. And they didn't communicate between the planes, even though there was about six or eight of us that were trying to make this flight. We ran. Oh, no, wait. They made us sit on the tarmac for 15 minutes because air traffic control wanted to put us at a new gate for some reason. So we finally get off the plane. I have to actually say that they made an announcement saying if you're trying to make a connection, please, if you're not, like, please stay seated so other people can exit. Everybody stood up and we were at the back of the plane. And I literally said, I'm sorry, you guys, but could you please? And someone was like, we're all in the same boat. I'm like, well, then fucking say something. I got mad. Yeah. But So we ran and I'm out of shape and I've been, I'm a smoker. I fucking was dying. We get there. 
gate closed. And I'm like, it's three minutes. She's like, it, it was a three minute difference. And she's like, I'm so sorry. There's something we can do. I'm like, it's the last flight. What are we supposed to do? And she's like, I'm so sorry. But the rules state that you have to have it closed by. The plane is just sitting there. And all these people are showing up. Like all of us. Two old people in wheelchairs. And they never bothered to say like, we'll wait 10 minutes. Because clearly no. the flight is on the ground. They like They wanted that. to get they home. Hold them. They hold flights. I know. I, my flights are delayed all the time. Flights. Yeah, because you're fucking waiting for some fucking asshole. So mad. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. So we go to the, so it's 10 55 at night. We're exhausted. And we go to the long ass line because they're still working at Alaska Airlines. So they're slowly leaving their shift. And the woman, the woman in the wheelchair had a helper. He's like, it's time for me to go home, man. Are you going to be fine by yourself? They're just abandoning ship because everyone's pissed. And they're like, um, there's no flights until tomorrow till 10 55 tomorrow night. So we can put you on one of those flights. And uh, we can't offer hotels because it wasn't an airline issue. It was an issue with the air traffic control. So there was not a single flight going from from Seattle to Victoria through Alaska Airlines. But I went on Expedia and I was like, here's a 5.40 a.m. Air Canada flight to Vancouver and then Vancouver to Victoria. We're home for 9.30. Put us on it. She's like, okay. So she put us on that. And I'm like, but she's like, I've done the most that I can, but I can't confirm for sure. You'll have to talk to the ticketing agent. But they've gone home. So you could ask them. They'll be at their thing at about 3.30 in the morning. And Brad at this point was like, maybe I can get us a Kenmore Air flight. Maybe I can get a other flight. Maybe I can just rent a fucking car. Like, can we get yeah. out of here somehow? Like, there's nowhere we can go tonight. Should we get a hotel? Mm-hmm. We're like, why spend why check into a hotel at one in the morning for yeah, four hours when you're jacked up and you know? Yeah. So, so we trudged over on the little like tr- underground train to go to the different place where the flight that we'll be taking with Air Canada eventually will leave. We get there just to be like, okay, it exists, it's a thing, there's no one here. So we sat down and tried to close our eyes and eat something. And then the vacuuming guy goes for like an hour and a half. We're just like, fuck My you. But, so then we like left there because they said, oh, we're going to shut down this this window of area. We're going to shut it down. So we get a train. So we're like, okay, let's just go to the main gate. So in case mm. something comes up, we can actually leave. Because the S gates are like the international. So it's got like a separate, they separate it out, right? Yeah. So we go to the main gates. We find a dark corner. We're sitting there. It's not comfortable. Brad looks around for other people have found any good benches and they're sleeping on them with like stuff over their face. So we found rocking chairs in the food court and we had our hoodies wrapped around our faces so we could like have like no sound. And, and we're in these rocking chairs. My back's killing me. My hip's killing me. People are having their lunch break that work there. We're like, it's too noisy. So we walk over to another area. We find lounge chairs. I got uncomfortable though. And I curled up on the floor with my backpack as my blanket or my, as my pillow. My neck had a crick in it for like the next 24 hours. Never yes. fell asleep. Never fell asleep. Air Canada got to their desk. We got on the 540 flight. Didn't fall asleep oh. on that flight. Got to Vancouver. Had like an hour there. There was a lounge. Thank God. Had a. Did I have like a vodka orange juice? I probably did. I was just like, why wow. not? Got home. Brad went to work. I cleaned up the oh. house. Had an hour nap, but it was like a straight like just didn't sleep for one night, and it was it was brutal. It was it, it sucked. Hurt. It, it hurts. hurts and it's yeah i was so confused like my brain just wasn't functioning but yeah we have yeah. airport and for those of you who don't know like where we live like if you go to the beach in victoria you can see port angeles washington <laughs> so it's literally like a 30 minute flight 
yeah. with landing to get from Seattle to Victoria. And uh, they were offering no, f- all the flights were sold out and they were going to actually expect us to stay there for 24 hours. And I was like, fuck you guys. Like every yeah. single flight I've had in the last like three years, has, there's been a shit show of some sort, a delay, a fuck yeah. around. It's just that whole industry is just fucked. I feel so bad for the people. Like I would have quit that industry years ago. I would never be able to handle the abuse that they're getting. Oh, it's so brutal. Like, and I, yeah, like I try not to let the, the people on the ground have it because like, they're not in control of anything and they're just getting yelled at all the time. Yeah. I remember buying like a bar of chocolate for one girl once. I'm like, I'll be right back. (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I like bought her like some, yeah. Yeah. Like here, I hope you have a good day, a better day. Yeah. It is just crazy. It is. Anyway, before we get going to talk about um, Star Trek, because <laughs> this is a Star Trek podcast, it have is. you seen the movie True Romance? Is that the movie with Gary Oldman and he has dreadlocks? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yes. But like a long time ago, like yes. a long, long, long. It used to be one of my ultimate favorites. And we literally sat down and rewatched it. it like the other night. And I was like, fuck, this movie is perfect and gary oldman is so versatile he is the best fucking actor and i always forget i always know it deep down because he is my husband but i also kind of forget and um this movie i read that he um he he heard about the the description of the character it's it's a white gangster who thinks he's black and he's like i'll do it and then he read the part he's like oh my god i have he came up with a lot of like the scar and like the look the dreadlocks he came up with a lot of it he was like i think we should do this this and this he's so good in it dennis hopper is so good in it christopher walken is so good in it fucking the guy from the sopranos james gandolfini is so good in it michael rapaport brad pitt like it's just it's huge it's such a cast it's so good balky did you stream it? No, it was on. Um, we have that Hollywood Suite or whatever channel oh, yeah. where it's got like sh- movies from the nineties and two. Unless it was on like Prime or something, I can't remember. But yeah, I'm just gonna add it to my list of movies to watch. Oh, okay, because... so good. And then I get I deep dive into the Tarantino universe, and you get all the connections, okay. like the boss that wants to buy the Coke. Um, he's the great grandson of uh, the character that Eli Roth played in *Inglorious Bastards*. Just like the young Brad Pitt in this is the grandson of Brad Pitt's character from *Inglorious Bastards*. Like, there's like oh, all these like the last names match up. Yeah. yeah, and like I the last it. name in *Kill Bill* when she comes out of the grave, and it's like the, they bury her alive. The last grave of Paula Schultz. Even you watch *Django Unchained*, Christoph Waltz, his last name was Schultz, and that's the idea that it was his dead wife's. Great. So it's like, I love that kind of stuff. So every time I watch a Tarantino film, I'm like, internet movie database, gotta find out all the like the, the apple cigarettes and the different like, yeah, the names and stuff. John Travolta's character from Pulp Fiction's brother is Madsen's character from Reservoir Dogs. That's like the same last name. And oh my God, it's like, I know it's like a family tree, but yeah, yeah. I think there cool. is one out there probably. Someone's done. Yeah, it's so fun. So I highly recommend if you hadn't seen it to watch it. And if you have, if you have, watch it again. Yeah. Yeah. Been a long road getting from. All right. Before we, yeah, before (laughs) the best. The worst theme song. It's the worst. Anyway. It's it's, it's, it's also not a great song. There, I said it. Boom. (laughs) Um, You know what is, you know what is a great song? The jingle that we're going to create right now for fan sets. Do, 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 fan sets. Fan sets. <laughs> it's like we. <laughs> Perfect. Do, 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 fan sets. Fan sets. 
<laughs> you, could, you could have it. You could use it. There's my permission. Uh, I love it. TM. Um, yeah. It's time to talk about fan sets because it's November. And if you haven't started Christmas shopping, holiday shopping, birthday shopping for Jesus, it's time to get to that website and buy me and Haley some pins. Uh, or, or other people in your life. I know which ones yeah. I want. I want the Star Trek Lower Deck Section 31 Delta Magnet by fan sets. Uh-huh. Uh, they have some Star Trek 24th century rank pips. I would love the pips. And there's that Star- goes with everything. Pips go with everything. Just like, especially says. Gladys Knight. Star Trek Picard Grooved Pin Delta. That's my shopping list. Thanks. Get Haley a Riker. That's Sparkly or a Wesley. Um, And get some for yourself, too. It's the holidays. And then put the word Trek Geeks, one word, all caps, in the checkout and get yourself 10% off. If you're in the States, you spend over 30 bucks, you get free shipping. It's great. Unreal. These people are great. They're fun. They're nice. They're big fans. Why would you not want to support that, right? No brainer. Fan sets. Our pins have character. Good one. Love you, fan set. Oh, you know what I love me? I love me an episode of TNG. Oh, me too. Cause, Just cause, cause and effect. Cause, cause, cause and effect. It's such a good, it's such a classic Trek episode. It is classic TNG. Yeah. It's got all your classic. favorites. It's got Picard. It's got poker. It's got data. It's got Kelsey Grammer. It's got a starship. It has space. It's got stars. (laughs) Star Trek. (laughs) All right. Let's do this. Um, The episode starts off very intense. The ship is clearly damaged and they are scrambling to abandon ship when blabbo. Could you imagine if that was it? That's how they ended the series. They told no one, just you turn it on that night. And that's like, <laughs> that'd be That's brutal, what they did with really Voyager, cool. right? <laughs> <laughs> it's basically anyway. what they did. They should Basically. Um, so the Fab Four are playing poker. Worf has terrible luck. Data has its stupid visor on. And the Doctor is kicking Riker's butt. It's cute when they have these scenes. And I love that Terry Metallus brought that back. Anyway, so sweet. So sweet. The doctor leaves the game a winner and goes to see Jordy in sick bay, who has dizziness and is told to just relax. Like typical doctors, you're fine. Just take a disco lie down. But before he goes, she wonders aloud if he's had these symptoms before. It all seems so familiar. We then get a glimpse into Bev's lonely, boozy bedtime routine that includes orchid maintenance, humming, head bows, PJ pairing, and going <laughs> to bed with full makeup. Why did they do this? Why do they still do this in TV? Like, I know I I go to bed with full makeup sometimes. And I know what I look like when I wake up with a full makeup. It's fully on other parts of my face. Yeah. Um, This, I, every TV show does this. Every TV show does this. It's also like any movie or TV show where like someone's stranded on an island. The women still have the ability to shave their underarms. It's just hair you should kind of get with the program on some of these like, you know, or like period pieces, like yeah, Game of Thrones. I don't know. I, anyway. I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah. <sighs> it's so, distracting. It takes you out of it because you're like, yeah. it's unrealistic. I know. So if the hair bow and the full makeup wasn't enough to help her unable to sleep or the booze, she's also hearing voices. 
Mm. So she reports it the next day. And while at the meeting uh, talking about it, Worf says there's a distortion. And then boom, they go to the fucking bridge and boom, they explode again. Something's going on. This seems weird. There's something's off. They've been blown up twice. Like, and they're not talking about it really. Not realistic. And so it goes. We see the same scenes over and over and over again. But it's time folks are picking up on stuff. It's the deja vu. It's Jordy's visor. It's I'm going to guess what's happening. And there's voices and there's his dizziness. And it's all a weird temporal loop that they're caught up in. They think that maybe they can use data to send a message like to the future loop. And Jordy is like, we could have tried this a thousand times already. And it's like, damn, that's actually like a really good way to just kind of put it into perspective. Jordy, you're so smart. Yeah. And just when we all thought we all knew which card was going to be drawn next, we see three, three of a kind, threes, threes, threes. This is new. And then they come across Kelsey grammar in old school clothes. And he's like, yo, and Picard's like, yo, do you know what year it is, dude? And he's like, um, yeah, but like, no, he doesn't. Years have passed because they were stuck and they got out. I don't know how. That's the that's the episode synopsis. <laughs> it was perfect. You Thank picked you. up all the nuances. Um, what a sh- what a show! What an episode! Yeah, it was a little repetitive. And you I... were zing, good one, girl. Give zing. me my props. <laughs> Zing, good one, girl. Thanks. It's, all, it's I'm also funny. a great yeah. It's also a great episode that was almost always on whenever I would catch TNG on cable on like the Space Channel or whatever. Like anytime I turn on the TV, I'm like, I hope it's cause and effect. I don't even have to hope. It's just gonna be cause and effect. And you know what the next one is? Because they would do back to back to back, cause and effect. Not even that. No, I'm not not even that. But um, <laughs> but here's. Here's the so first it was funny like watching with John because he hadn't seen this one and I was excited for it because I like this one it's a like, classic TNG episode and uh, of course you know as soon as the the second explosion happens he's like oh it's a time thing something's going on <laughs> with the time and then he's like when Jordy's in sick bay first of all Nurse Ogawa should not be like your patient named Jordy LaForge doctor is waiting for you in sick bay that is private <laughs> anyway. Just like like Pedro to Stick Bay, done. Who cares? Um, but here's here's John's question: fall protection. Jordy shouldn't be like dizzy on a gangway or something, and then be able to fall directly into the warp core. There should be like fall protection. We have those things now, like a tether, invisible force field. They use them for everything else. Yeah, it was in a unless you have a full brig. I don't, I'm not, you know what? I'm not going to do it, but I was just going to go get my technical manual. Get your technical manual. Hang on. It's right behind. Everyone listening is saying, hey, like, get the fuck up and get your technical manual. I'm not going to get Star Trek Encyclopedia, though. Okay. So I'm hoping that, I mean, this this is the NCC 1701D. I think we're all right there. But let me, you talk about what you thought about it while I look up these uh, safety systems. Um, I actually, watching it now, I was like, it's okay. Like, it's fine. But, you know, it is repetitive. And so when you know what the story is, it's kind of like, oh, my God, if I see them playing poker one more time, like, I guess I kind of like lost a little, like my ADD came out during this one for sure. 
That's okay. I do like this era. This is when everyone looks their best. This is when they're all their funnest. Um, I think it would have been really cool to see Kelsey Grammer's character come back again, like in season seven as like a, I'm a captain of a new ship with my modern uniform on now. And this is what I've been doing. Or like that would have been a really cool opportunity for a spinoff series starring Kelsey Grammer. But as Beast, because he was really sexy as Beast in X-Men. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was the better of the two Beasts. Yeah, he definitely was. Yeah. So, okay, so here's all I've got. Um, We're talking about the, uh, let's see, console. Okay, engineering. Facility is located immediately adjacent to the matter-antimatter reaction chamber. For safety reasons, two-section isolation doors are available in case there's a warp core breach. Well, yeah, we've seen those doors. They come down yeah, and there's a drop and like, roll. Yeah. I I guess I'm not looking for the proper, well, or maybe it's not contained in here, but there's nothing about, like, gangways or safety around hazardous waste management. How do they get rid of that? Hang on. Hang on. I said hang on. Oh, God, there's a whole bunch about it. Water and sewage, solid waste. Okay. That's for another day. Um, <laughs> anywho. Well, I mean, it, it's an inoffensive episode is kind of where I'm at. Absolutely. It. Yeah. It's yeah. predictable in that it's, the same thing happens over and over. Yeah. How, did you, how did you feel about it being 17 days that they were stuck in the loop? Like, was that felt like an appropriate amount of time to be like, oh, shit. But also, uh, like, probably everything's cool. I'd be way less concerned about 17 days than I would be, like, 17 years. Big I mean, think time. about Kelsey Grammer's people. Like, they're that's it. Like, you know, that's one it. minute life is fine. How they haven't really clued in that maybe this was happening as much as uh, everybody else. Like, they seem to pick up on it in 17 days. I don't know why they hadn't figured their shit out. They just didn't have an Android. So, but um, yeah, like their families are all like gone and like. Also, I had a question about poker. Cause like, you know how they're going around the table and like Riker's raising the pot or the ante or whatever. And then people respond in kind, but you can keep increasing it. Like, when do you stop? Like, what can people keep increasing it forever? Because Beverly ended up calling and then Riker put his cards down. But, like, who has the ability to call? I guess I. Oh, so it's the dealer, whoever dealt the hand, is the one who's like, and once everybody has their cards and you say, all right, I'm going to. Like after the last card is because you haven't dealt all the cards yet, right? Because you're dealing the first amount of cards. So you deal the card, the first set of cards. And this is where you can be like, I look like I'm gonna have a good hand. I'm gonna raise it. And if other people think they're gonna have a good hand, they'll raise it. And yeah. then those who don't have a good hand, they can fold. And then you'll do the neither hand. And then after the last one, it can get to be two people like, Yeah, I'll see I'm gonna raise it one last time. Okay, I'll see it. Or yeah, I'll call, which means I will I will see yours. Or they could say I will counter raise. So it could if it was back, back between Riker and Bev, and yeah. he would the last cards are down. He says, "All right, I'm gonna go all in." She's like, "All right, I'm all in," and I'm gonna. Well, she couldn't because he was all in, but like, yeah, yeah, I guess like it goes by cards. Mm-hmm. Okay, oh, okay, thanks. Yeah, poker. Hardly know her. Why are you friends with me? Oh my god, because of that. Because of that. 
Um, thoughts. What are th- that's those are our thoughts. Yeah. I don't have any other thoughts about it. I don't either. <laughs> Let's go to trivia goofs. Goofs and spoofs. Goofs. I have the first one. Sport goofy. Skiing goofy. I love it. I, so I want to watch those this winter. Christmas tradition. Yeah. All right. Here's the first tidbit of information. Give it to me. Careful what you wish for. To prevent the episode from getting boring, whenever they had to do... <laughs> boring? Oh, I see. Whenever they had to do scenes over and over again, Jonathan Frakes would reshoot them from different angles and perspectives to give it a fresh twist on the same story. And that's, that's why Jonathan right. Frakes is one of the best directors of all fucking time. Can we get this guy really off, please? Uh, can I just tell you, as an aside, so we're still watching The Sopranos. We're into season five now. Of six, wow. Steve, Steve Buscemi's just shown up, and he just did um, a director, not a debut, but like he he directed one of the episodes, and I could not stop thinking like Jonathan Frakes would do a better job. I'm sorry, but like Steve Buscemi would not stop fucking moving the camera all over the place. Anyway, props, props to Jonathan Frakes. Total, forever, and he's like the nicest guy. Everyone says that he's the best. Like just, ugh, I just like, want to hang I want out with the best for him. I want the best for his family. It's not like like with Alan Rickman, where it was like, I hope he gets a divorce from his te- terrible wife, um, so I can be with him. Like I don't even want that with Jonathan. Frakes. I just, just want to be the gaffer on any episode. He like, <laughs> I said gaffer, <laughs> not fluffer. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> but like just whenever I see like clips of like him on set because like, he did some directing of Stranger Worlds or yeah. I think he even directed the one where they had the two people from Lower Decks show up and that was directed by him I'm like that would have been like I, could I be the craft service person on set that day just can I just be in the area watching this yeah. magic unfold I'll hold the microphone up and hurt my shoulders to do it to be like I'm here and I'm watching it like you can boss me around. You can be mean to me. You can treat me like an American Airlines or, or Alaska Airlines person. I don't care. Like, or I just want to be Airlines. United. I don't know. Jet Blue. Ryanair. Right. Swoop. Oh, ripped. Swoop. There it is. All right. Anyway, that's that was a good little aside. Jonathan, yeah. if you're listening, you are the best. We love you. We just love you so much. In a nice way, in a non-threatening way. Yeah, we're not weird about you it. You can't see me, but my hands are up. <laughs> all right to create the explosion of the enterprise the production team built an enterprise model kit stuffed it with firecrackers and blew it up while shooting it from multiple angles because it was the destruction of the enterprise the producers considered it a special occasion which called for a more realistic and impressive explosion like yeah versus like what a shitty crappy explosion yeah you're yeah, gonna do it do it Good decision. <laughs> um, you should always give 100% with your work, guys. That's true. Sometimes I feel like I'm a bit critical of other things. And oh, God, I'm the worst. <laughs> while Jordy and Beverly are working on data, so, like, because today I was watching, we're watching Price is Right. Like, I'm just getting right into it. And I'm just <laughs> ragging on people, like, all day. I'm like, oh. not, way to dress like you were going to be on TV today like you didn't know like come on I know I know I okay know. so it's not just me all right 
While Jordy and Beverly are working on data so he can send a message to the next loop, the captain calls the senior staff to the bridge. In this scene, Beverly is wearing a blue jacket over her uniform. When she arrives on the bridge seconds later, the jacket is missing? What happened to the jacket? Did the jacket maybe get hung up somewhere? Did she just maybe get hot? I know I'm taking jackets off all day, every day. Uh, Can we edit IMDb? Because I will take this one out. Oh, my God. All right. The Enterprise's starboard nacelle was damaged. But in the first, second, and fourth occurrences, it is the port nacelle that explodes. And in the third occurrence, the explosion starts in the center, forward of the nacelles. Like, so where where was it? So I didn't pick up on the other times that it was the other side. That's weird. It is weird. Well, people are watching. Mystery. And people are talking about it in yeah. 2023. Several yep. characters of the hall lettering on the USS Bozeman can be seen peeling at the corners. Well, fair. Well, it's, how old is it, man? These guys have been loop-de-looping. Yeah. Paint's going to peel, man. Give, give them a break. Oh, man. During the second loop, when Dr. Crusher knocks the glass onto the floor, it does not fall correctly, and the actress has to drag the glass to help it fall. <laughs> the actress. Gates. Just say it. Yeah, really. Oh, I want to. I want to run it back and look at that. Yeah. Oh, over. On several occurrences within the loop, Data states core breach is imminent when he should be stating that a core breach is imminent. Oh wow, Data, someone run a diagnostic, please. <laughs> <laughs> That's a yeah. fatal error. If you could choose any event in your life that gets stuck. In a seven-day loop, 17-day loop, 20-day loop, just something small. What would be like a day in the life of Haley that would be good for a for a loop-de-loop? I'd want it to be like on a day off, like not work. No offense, work people. Like, you know, I don't uh-huh. work. Yeah. It would also be on a day where like I'm not sick or anything. Um but like an actual event that's happened in your life. Like pick a day that was a great oh. day. You'd be like, if I got stuck in this day over and over again for like two weeks, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Carpet picnic. Oh my god! Like one of Alan Rickman's birthdays that we celebrate. One together of Alan, Alan Rickman's birthdays, and then we and we would also watch a Law and Order. <laughs> yes. Like, over and over. It's such a good time. Yeah. I mean, there's, there's, I've had so many days, like even just like this year that have been like amazing. Like yeah. it's hard. I, I'm grateful enough that I can't pick just one, but I was like, I, I want to pick something with Sarah. And like immediately I'm sitting on the carpet with you eating like five kinds of fries. Oh man. And a Greek salad for good measure. <laughs> <laughs> totally. Oh man. And we got like, what kind of shitty drinks would we have been having? Like, would it have been like, Oh, oh, like, like what, we weren't drinking like, like Mike's Heart or anything like that. Maybe it would have no, been but like we might be like mixing shit. Like I don't think that I blue nun wine. Yeah, it would be a really shitty wine, yeah. or like I'd have like Crown and Coke or something. Yeah, and, like, totally, totally. I might might have at the time been having my Bacardi Limon. And oh my god, BLLs. Bud Light Limes. That's what we had. Oh my god, once I had like 22 of those and I was like, I am not even drunk. But that's because it's light beer and my tolerance. And then a shot of tequila. Remember when we used to go to the the pub and then one of us would go to the bathroom and we'd 
order tequila while the other one was gone, even if we didn't want it. And like, yeah. like several in a night and we would already be drinking so much. That was so fun. It was fun. Where time. was that disposable income? <laughs> what happened? I know it's so weird. Like treat Makes myself to a grilled salmon sandwich. Like I'm queen, queen Elizabeth. I know we were doing it up. Uh All right. Um, That was my kind of, would you, I think mine would be along the same lines. Like if I'm trying to think of like some of the funnest times and funnest days, like, like like obviously for club lounge. Yeah. Like a a day in Vegas with you would definitely be one I would put on my list to to do over and over again. I also think about a day that literally was me doing something over and over again when I was an orchestra pit in high school and it was the day before opening night and we'd go through the play three times in a row. And I'd be like, I, you know, like I'd love it because I was like, I loved playing in an orchestra pit and I loved the musical. And I was, and I would be like, I've already done that before, but it was for like 17 days, but yeah, I wouldn't, get sick of it either because like yeah it's fun stuff yeah but if it's like work and you're like stressing out and then your office explodes oh no well uh, no (laughs) i think it does that sorry i can't come in my office exploded (laughs) yeah it's the worst yeah anyway well that was it that was episode number 48 last time i said it was 48 but that was 47 this was 48 cause and effect it was that means the next one's 49 which is 20 less than 69. <laughs> Hey-o. Um, yeah. So remember, you can hear more of our old episodes. So you can check out other great shows on the network by going to the website trekgeeks.com or looking for Trek Geeks wherever you listen to podcasts. Give us a rate and review if you like this. Hit subscribe even so you never miss an episode. Or if you want to be balling, get on Patreon for for your small subscription payments you can get fun perks and listen to the unedited versions of these episodes Uh, my god uh we have a new account on blue sky just search for trek rewind at trek geeks or um, dot trekgeeks.com on blue sky i never go on it i don't log into it so do with that as you will um yeah what's what do we have coming up next haley but wait what's blue sky it's like the new version of twitter okay but like not but it's not elon yeah okay cool um yeah tune in next time when we review another tng masterpiece a disaster (gasps) it ain't gonna be a disaster at all it's gonna be awesome it will be until then then, just like a big thank you to all the listeners thank you um and thanks to five-year mission and our trek geeks family just love love you so much what 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 to infinity and a brewing by Grabthar's Hammer oh what a saving what a saving <laughs> love that guy yeah what a grump <laughs> remember he has <laughs>